Isaiah 43 tonight. If you have your Bible, we will be going to Isaiah 43. This is a second part, and I realize that we have a lot of people here tonight that, what, that you weren't here last week. So I will recap a little bit. But really what was on my heart right here at the beginning of the year for Wednesday night is simply this. God wants you to turn the page. So my title is Turn the Page Part 2 tonight, but Isaiah 43, verse 18 is our, is our text that we're going to look at. We looked at last week and we looked at this week. But it's an understanding of this, that God has much more for you ahead in your future than what we dwell upon in the past. Does that make sense? So sometimes we have to just learn how to turn the page. God is much more interested in the things that he wants to do for you, in you, and with you in this coming year than what it is that we look back sometimes and maybe kind of get get stuck in the past. So sometimes, just the same way you're in a good novel or in a, in a good book, God just wants us to turn the page. Because I tell you this about the Lord tonight, he is writing a fresh story for 2022. He has something good for us. He has something good for your church, for this church. He's got something good for your family. He's got something good for you individually. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. We all know going into a new year, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be things that happen that we kind of look and say, boy, that that wasn't the best. But can I tell you, God is faithful through it all. So we'll continue tonight with that subject of turn the page. And I've really learned in my life, after now walking with the Lord for 24 years, that the years that I can reflect and look back on that I felt like I did most all of what God had for me in a given year are the times that I reflected back on the previous year heading into a new one and did something really simple, and that's to set some goals, amen? Set some goals that I can look forward to. Why is that? Because if you don't go into a new year with fresh purpose, then a lot of times we don't really get everything out of the year. Amen? So God has a great year ahead, and God hasn't left you out here to figure it all out on your own. Amen? He's walking with you. He is, he is uh, there to, to instill things in you, and God wants to do it in you, and then he wants to do it through you to other people. So I have been thinking about this coming year and the fact of this. God wants us to take some new territory in our church, in our life, and in our families this coming year. Come on, somebody. Does somebody want to say, I haven't seen all of God has done, but God has some fresh new things in 2022? I want to I love people better than I did last year. I want to love my family and my wife better than I did last year. I want to move into 2022 just understanding that God has some fresh new territory. I haven't done everything God wants me to do. And I want to, when I get to heaven, I want to slide in sideways with my hair on fire. I do. I, I, I want to, I want to go, I want to be just going still a hundred miles per hour for the Lord, just like I have the last 24 years of my life. And can I tell you, That's possible no matter what age group you're in tonight. God has something fresh ahead for everybody. That gives us hope. That gives us joy. That gives us something to wake up for. So I I didn't miss the irony of starting a sermon last week with the word start and then not finishing it. (laughs) It dawned on me today. I'm like, start. 
So if you weren't here last week, we're using this as S-T-A-R-T, and each one of those letters corresponds with something that I want to help you right here at the beginning of the year. It's something that I keep printed out. It's something that I go into every new year for the last several years with start on my mind. And number one tonight that we talked about last week, and I'll just recap real quickly, the S for start means this, stop making excuses. If you don't stop making excuses for why you are where you are, you will never move ahead with God. You will not. Because oftentimes we look back and we want to blame the way we were raised. We want to blame mom or dad. We want. And here, here's the thing. We all understand this tonight sitting here. Uh, there are some things that have happened in your life that weren't okay. God knows it. You know it. Whoever did you wrong knows it. But I will tell you this. If you can't learn to forgive and let go of those things... They will keep you from becoming everything God has for you to be. So turning a new page, start, number one, and we won't talk about it like we did last week for time's sake, stop making excuses. Does that make sense to everybody? Simple, but it's very true. Here's why. As soon as you decide that you're going to be different in 2022, Satan will show up. He'll show up real quick. And what does he give you? He gives you excuses of why you can still be angry, of why you can cannot get over the addictions and things in your life. I promise you that's what he's going to do. No, number two today, in the T and start, if you missed last week, take an inventory of your life. If you're starting anything, and especially a new year, and I do this every year at the beginning of a year, I take an inventory of my life, looking back in reflection upon the past year, and looking forward with hope and faith for a new year in this. You sitting here tonight, all of us, you are the product of mainly three things in your past. Your past education, and I don't mean just your formal education, whether you graduated a college or whether you did anything like that. We all understand that going through life, people we spend time with, people who sowed into our life, people who taught you things, that is all part and partial of who you are tonight. So you're, you're part of a past education of people who educated you throughout your life. Sometimes, unfortunately, that can be in the negative and bad. Hopefully it's been in the good for most part of your life. We are, we, none of us exist in a vacuum by ourselves. We all have people that have poured something into our life. So you sitting here tonight is you take inventory of your life over the past year, maybe two years, whatever it is, you are a product of your past education. Number two, you are the product of your past experiences, right? In other words, the experiences that you've had through life has formed you to be the person that you are today. And then thirdly, you are a product of your past associations. Everybody say associations. I've learned this, and this is a recap. But take inventory of your life. If you just, why do I bring up those three areas and I think they're so important? They're incredibly practical. Everybody in here shares those three things that have made you who you are today. So your past associations have done one or two things. People will come into your life and they will push you forward to help you become a better person and more godly and pray more and be more excited about what God's doing in your life. Or there will be people coming into your life that will take away from those things in your life. So if you look at your life, I guarantee you that when the enemy wants to try to trip you up and bring you down, he's going to send a person into your life. When, when God wants to bless you, 
He's going to send a person into your life. Do you understand that he brings people into your life and we have to be wise in the associations that we have? So I said all that to say this. If you want 2022 to be different than 2021 or 2020 or 2000, we all agree we want it to be different than 2020. Everybody in here has that hope. 2019, 18, some of of the folks in here sitting here right here tonight, you've been around the same mountain so many times, so many times, so many times. And tonight I want to give you just a few keys to be able to break out of what is a cycle. Because God is a God of seasons. He's not a God who turns a page and all of a sudden it's January 1st to God. God is in heaven outside of time. He's really big. And he doesn't look at January 1st and think anything differently. We do as humans because we're on this side of time and we say, hey, new year, new me, all those, all those wonderful you know, New Year's resolutions that we make, which statistically 40% are broken by the end of January and 70% are broken by February 14th. That tells me something. It tells me something very important that the Bible says put first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. I don't know about you, but most people don't go into New Year's. It's usually lose weight and I'm trying. Amen. I'm on two weeks in my diet. I fell and went to Taco Bell after last Wednesday service. So I've prayed more tonight. I'm hoping that doesn't happen tonight. If you all see me at Taco Bell, don't judge me. Okay. And George isn't here tonight to, to keep speaking. Go to Taco Bell. Go to Taco Bell. But we usually break those for one simple reason. We don't put God at the very top. When you put God first in any stage or season you are in life, God is then there to help you and to lead you and to guide you. So the T means taking inventory. So you can step back and say, hey, If you've been through a bad season in 2020 and 21 and you're hoping for a new season, there are some things that you have to apply by use of wisdom and the word of God to be able to break out of the place that you're in. And can I tell you, we have a God of the breakthrough. We have the God who is a miracle-working, mountain-moving God. But if you've been stuck in the same place, these are some keys tonight that will absolutely help you, your past education, your past experiences, your past associations. And let me just recap this just for a second before I move into the rest of it. You can ask yourself some questions. Here's some questions. What have I learned? I know people 40 or 50 years old, but they don't have 40 or 50 years of experience. They've had the same year of experience over and over and over again. So sometimes you have to step back at the beginning of the year and say, Lord, show me what I've learned so that I can move into a new season in my life. If you don't sit down and think it over, you'll end up with the same year at the end of 22 that you had in 21. Guarantee it. What are my assets? Sometimes you just sit back and say, man, how many are glad you got a good church family? I am. I'm so thankful for this body right here. So thankful for the friendships that God's placed in my life. I'm so thankful for what God has done in my family and how he's protected and just all the things God. In other words, you just step back and you say, God, what? even after a storm, when Paul went through a storm and was shipwrecked, he didn't dwell on the shipwreck. He looked around him at what he had left. Do you understand? After a storm, it's not so much about what you've lost. It's about what you have left. I can tell you no matter what place you're in here tonight, you have something God is actively doing in and around you that he's trying to help you. That's the kind of God he is. Amen? And then you just simply ask yourself, who can help me? 
when we need to turn the page, when we need a fresh start, we need somebody by our side. I'm going to get off off topic here for a second. I really feel led to say this in this moment. I was thinking about it before I came out here because I saw it on social media. And uh, this person said, to in effect, nobody judge me. I have my own personal relationship with Christ. We have made such an idol out of the whole personal relationship. And we've tried to do it in a good way as a church because for so long we, we say if you come to church and sit in a pew or sit on a chair, then you know Jesus. And that's not true. It's not. So we focus so much on the personal relationship. But can I tell you something tonight? I guarantee you that you will not grow into what God has for you to be without serving and and existing within a functioning body. You will not do it. So we've gone so far to one extreme that we've left off God's command to be a part of people's lives. Come on. I would love to go lock myself up in my house and have my personal relationship with Jesus. But I found that I've had some of the most... I, I had church this afternoon right there in my house. Didn't plan on it. Was driving home from here with some music on, and God just came down in my car. And I went in the house and kept the music on, and God came down in my house. I was shouting and running. and I would love to lock myself up in there. Yeah, that'd be great. This is my personal relationship. And then my kids came home at 3.30. Come on. Okay, there went... The glory lifted right, right when the, my teenagers walked in the door. I would love to do that, but do you know why that we have to face everyday life and everyday relationships? I, I tell this to, I counsel people before they get married, and I do it one time. If I can talk them out of it, you think I'm kidding. If they're willing and ready to get married after I talk to them, then I'll do the wedding ceremony. But I tell them something very important, and they're both believers, they're Christians, they're growing Christians, and I ask them this, I said, are you ready to grow like you've never grown before? Like, yeah, well, you know, what do you mean? And I said, marriage is Holy Ghost sandpaper. Oh, is anybody married in here that gives you a test? There are rough edges that God will wear off of you by virtue of having somebody else that you wake up next to every single morning. Doesn't mean God can't do it. Some of you are single. You have the Holy Ghost sandpaper at work. Come on. It's there because God is using other... In other words, when you take inventory of your life and you look at relationships and you look at people God has put you with and around, they are not there by accident. What you have to do when you take inventory is you ask yourself a very important question, in my opinion. Is God bringing this person into my life in order to grow me and bless me? You can figure that out real quick. After you spend a few weeks with somebody, if they're leading you away from God, they're not a relationship God brought into your life. Man, I've I've pastored young adults for so many years, and when they were trying to convince me of this knucklehead that they were dating all of a sudden, trying to convince me they're just such a wonderful person, I'd tell them very plainly, if you've got to dig to find the gold, honey, it ain't there. And that can go for any relationship. If you've got a friend that's always mooching off of you and all that, come on. I'm getting off topic here. <laughs> Way off topic. Help me, Jesus. Let's start, with, let's start fresh tonight where we left off. A, everybody say A. a. Say act in faith. So you got S-T-A is act in faith. This is the third step in making a fresh start for 22 of turning the page and it's so important you have to launch into new territory 
you, you have to step out. If you're going to live a different 22 than you did in 21, the Bible says that the key to changing anything in our life is faith. Everybody say faith. That's the key. If you want to change your circumstances, it takes faith. If you want to change your personality, it takes faith. If you want to change anything in your life, you've got to have some faith. In other words, do something. (laughs) Does that make sense? Breakthroughs are not a result of random chance, but of action and faith. Breakthroughs are not a result of just some random chance. If I could get you to learn one thing tonight as you leave here, it's this that I'm talking about right here. You need to begin to act and step out in faith if you're going to have a turn-the-page time in 2022. Why? And I tell people this quite often, and it's so important. People will have something, a goal, something that they want God to do in a given year and whatnot, and uh, they're like, I just don't know how to get there. And I really encourage them, and hopefully this will encourage you guys tonight, you can't steer a parked car. You can't do it. Sometimes you've just got to step out there in faith and believe that God is going to change the situation. Simply put, if you need a job, but you haven't put, I'm dealing with this with my teenager. He's just in the process of getting a job. He's, I shouldn't talk about him like this, but don't tell him. Okay, between us. I asked him the other day, I said, how's the job thing coming? Yeah, yes, sir, I this and that, and I said, well, how many applications did you put in? He said, two. I said, two? How about 12 or 20 or 30? Come on. Listen to me. You have to act in faith if you're going to see a breakthrough happen in your life. Some here today will be in the same place you are in next year because God is calling you out in the water, but you're too fearful to step out into what God has for you. Jesus says this in Matthew 9, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, it will be done. That means we tend to get out of life what we expect, right? According to your faith. So let me ask you this tonight. What are you expecting out of life? Are things going to be better or worse? Are they going to be the same? If you act in faith and you will do something positive to ensure that you don't repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again. Listen, the faith that I'm talking about tonight isn't a dead, I hope so faith. You're putting your faith in a God that comes through. You're putting your faith in the word of God that cannot fail. You're putting your faith in a God that says he will lead you and guide you and he is for you and not against you. Sometimes faith is doing the thing you fear the most, amen? For some of you, it may be forgiveness. It may be going to somebody and just looking at them and telling them, hey, it's not okay what you did, but I forgive you. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says, being afraid of people can get you into trouble. Put it another way, in another verse, the fear of man brings a snare. Sometimes you're so worried about what everybody else is going to say about your step of faith, you're afraid to take it, but you need to break through that if you're going to act in faith. Don't worry about what other people think. Worry about what God says. If you want to do something in 22, it's this. Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because I promise you he is speaking to you. I promise you his voice is coming to you 
and he's leading you and guiding you. But can I tell you, you have to be walking with him and you have to be walking forward for him to lead and guide you because we get stuck and we stay in one place and not stepping out in faith into what God is calling us to step out into. And when we're there, we can't be led. Heard a story the other day. It was an amazing story. Famous opera singer. He was an opera singer that, that was very famous, and this is back probably about 100, 120 years ago. And it was interesting because he found that he couldn't hit the notes that he used to hit. He went to every specialist under the sun, and they kept telling him, it's because of your voice, it's because of your vocal cords that you are not able to hit these notes. Well, he found one man, and this man was a trained person in ears and throat and things, and he was a doctor. And, and he listened to him and could tell that he wasn't hitting the notes like he did before. So he did a test, and this man sang at 120 decibels an opera voice. Now, if you understand that, that's like a jet taking off from an aircraft carrier. It put it in context. In other words, his voice was so loud for a period of so many years that he actually be, started to become deaf, and he didn't know it. My point is simple. It's not about necessarily our voices. It's about what we're hearing from the Holy Spirit. And some of us have have drifted off so far from just taking action and listening. When God, listen, when God says to step out, can I encourage you tonight in the new year? Step out. Step out with confidence. Step out with an understanding that God will meet you in those places where he requires faith. The R tonight is this. Refocus. Everybody say refocus. I need to refocus my thoughts if I want to change my life. If you want to get going again, if you want to turn the page, if you want to leave 2021 in the rearview mirror, you need to change your mind about a number of issues. Can I tell you tonight, that's what repent literally means, is to change your mind. Of course, then it leads to a change of actions, which is faith. Proverbs 4.23 Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Listen, the way you think determines how you feel, and the way you feel determines how you act. Amen? If you want to change your actions, just change the way you think, and it will inevitably renew your mind on the Word of God. That's where new education comes into the picture. New education simply means you have a Bible. Read it. Amen? New associations means you may need to evaluate people in your life and say this is a God relationship or it's not a God relationship. Romans 12.2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If I have to refocus, refocus my thoughts to start over and get a fresh start, that means you have to stop thinking by the same old patterns that you were thinking in the previous year. Are you following me? Refocus. I, I preached a sermon a couple Sundays ago and for the people who weren't here. The Lord was speaking to me at the end of the year through circumstances. How many understand if you won't hear the small whisper, he'll get your attention. He will. And I had a couple circumstances. One, having a small minor wreck in my car because I wasn't paying attention to the road and where I was at on the road. And I say it's minor. It was pretty major to me. (laughs) Anytime you tear your car up, it's major. But listen, it's refocus, it's distractions that are in our lives, it's things that are taking our focus off of what? Taking our focus off of renewing our mind by and on the Word of God. Guys, I know this is simple, 
But if you want to change your life in 2022, get into the Word of God like you have never gotten into it before. And listen, I don't mean just read in the future. I'm, I'm talking dig into it, mine, the gold that is right there in front of you, the beauty that is right there in front of you. So sometimes we need to refocus. And how do you do that? It, really and truly, it's not by anything we do in our spiritual lives isn't by resisting it as much as it is by replacing it. Some of you have resisted sin and temptation and all these things so long that you've resisted and you failed and you've resisted and you failed and you've resisted and you and you failed. You've failed to understand that if you'll refocus and replace that it will bring victory into your life. So in other words, stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what you do. Pretty simple. What's the best thing to focus on? God's word. Psalm 1 says, happy are those who are always meditating on God's word. They're like trees along a river that do not dry up. They succeed in everything that they do. Those are the two things that everybody wants in life. We all want to be happy and we all want to succeed. Amen? And the antidote, the answer to receiving those things in the new year is meditate. Meditate doesn't mean that you just kind of softly read your Bible in front of you and kind of get it in. The word meditate means you ruminate on it. I would rather you get one sentence and think it over and over and over again for a period of weeks than read half of the Bible in the next few weeks. Why? Because even that one thing that God gives you is you are replacing the old with the new has the capability of changing your life. Shared this a couple weeks ago too, but again, for, by virtue of people that weren't here, God spoke to me at the end of the year and basically challenged me that it's not going to be the home run hit that is going to change me in 2020. In other words, we're really good about swinging for the fences a lot of times, but are we faithful just to do the everyday things that God's calling us to do? in order to change our lives. Here's one simple one. We refocus on the Word of God. We think about what we're thinking about. And when you think about what you're thinking about, we all have stinking thinking. Because the enemy is going to come and he's going to trap you in your mind and he's going to tell you the same thing. Uh, 2022 is going to be the same thing as 21. And can I tell you, if you believe that, then that's exactly what's going to happen in your life. And before you get me wrong tonight and think it's just... You know, just if you just hope long enough and just say the right thing. It's not that. It's faith in God's word. It's meditating on God's word. It's knowing that he will absolutely come through for us. As we fill our mind with God's word, it begins to change our mind. We stop seeing ourselves as other people see us, and you begin to see yourself as God sees us. When you see yourself through the Word of God, how God sees you, you could do nothing but walk into confidence in this year because if you're saved, blood-bought, and on your way to heaven, you are His child. And I'll tell you a word that might help you tonight. David said, I'm young, and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. Never. God takes care of his children. Amen. T, the last, S-T-A-R-T, trust. Everybody say trust. When you, act, when you step out in faith and you step out 
on God's word and you allow it to change you and you see yourself through that word, then there's a, an element of this. It's an element of trust. Everybody say trust again. This is so important because after you have stopped making excuses, after you have evaluated these areas of your life, after you begin to step out and act in faith, and here, here it is, get your car moving in the direction that God has for you. There may be a little detour. There may be a little... I love the fact that the God's Word is like a GPS system, and how many have ever taken a wrong turn when your GPS is running? What does it say? Recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. As long as you keep that Word up in front of you and you keep your eyes focused on God, you may get a little off course. God's going to get you to your destination. But I've endeavored for this new year that I don't want to get off course. I don't want to take a left when I should have taken a right. God in his graciousness and his love will get us back on course. I would rather stay on course for the whole year. But I want to tell you this. We all fall in many areas. We all mess up. And, and, and it says even though the righteous fall seven times, the Lord picks him up. That's a good thing. So you get up and you keep moving forward. And it's simply this. It's trust. You have to begin to just trust that God has the best for you. Sometimes when we stumble and fall, we get up and we say, I'll just try harder. That's like going up to a wall and banging your head over and over and over again. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Come on. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Can I tell you tonight, you can't change who you are. Only God can do that. I'm not, listen to me, and this is where I'm going with this at the end. I'm not talking about the outer man. I'm talking about in here. There's only one that can change this inside of here because we all have a good, we all have a good ability to put on the spiritual mask. And what God often wants us to do is take the mask off before him and just be honest. The trust that he's working in is Zechariah 4, 6 says, you will not succeed by your own strength or, by, or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I'll say it again. You will not succeed by your own strength or by your own power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. When you become a Christian, you become a brand new person on the inside. You're not the same anymore. A new life has begun. Can I tell you tonight, God specializes in new beginnings. Jesus Christ has the power to do that. It's called being born again, the chance to start over. But a fresh start requires this, that we trust God will help us win the battle within. Everybody say within. This is where I want to end tonight and our last thing is a fresh start. But here's the battle. Oftentimes we think the battle is what the enemy's coming at us from without or people or things or situations or jobs, whatever. The challenges that we face out here. But I'm telling you tonight, if you want to win, you got to win the battle within. And listen to me. It's going to take trust. What am I saying? That as you go through these steps that I've given you over these last two weeks, you finally have to come to a place where if you have been striving in your own power and you've been striving in your own ability and you've been striving in your own strength, can I point you tonight towards the best strength that I've ever found, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit? It's a level of trust on the inside that God has the best for you. It's a level of trust. 
I think of Joshua when he was getting ready to cross over into the promised land. And what did God say to him? Be courageous and fear not. Trust me. I know it's hard, Joshua, heading into the area that you're heading into. I know it's difficult. Some of you in 2022, you already know challenges that you have ahead. You already know what the boogeyman is, so to speak. But can I tell you, when you trust in God and you begin to understand it's not about everything, that's, that's also where stop making excuses come in, comes into play. Quit blaming everything out here and look inside and allow the Holy Spirit to deal with what's going on inside your heart, and you'll change. When our deeper inner life, that place only you and God know about, listen, I'm talking about the real you tonight, doesn't line up with your public self, the victories of God's blessing of God don't come with the joy that it's supposed to come with. In other words, when the projection that you put on or the face that you put on doesn't line up with who you really are inside, it's inside out that God works on us. Religion works on you outside in. The Holy Spirit works on you inside out. Let me tell you and give you a key that I've learned. When my private self, the self that I really am inside, lines up with my public self, then the things that happen in my life that are good, I'm able to celebrate and give all the glory to God. There's nothing worse than having a public persona that doesn't line up with who... I'm, here's what I'm talking about tonight, integrity. When you're trusting God to change you, then it produces in you holiness and integrity. You say, oh, is this a holiness church? It is. Why is it a holiness church? Because it's the best way to live. Well, let me go Let me go back. It's what God told us we should be. Be holy as I am holy. You say, man, I can't attain that. Thank God we can't. Jesus did. But when you find yourself in him and he's working inside of you, you can trust. Everybody say trust. You can trust that he's making you on the inside the same way that you present yourself on the outside. And that is so incredibly important for us to know because when the victories come... For instance, if, if God blesses me with something, and God, I can honestly say that I can celebrate it in all honesty because I know it came from his hand. That is so important for our, our private self and our public self in the area of trust that we have in the Lord for you to grow in 2022 into who he wants you to be. I tell you who he wants to be. You say, what is that? Jesus. It's like Max Lucado said one time. He said, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. He wants you to be just like Jesus. When you're his child, he's not going to continually let things just slide in your life. He's going to either put you in circumstances or he's going to give you that still small voice inside that's going to make who you present yourself to be also line up. Here's, here it is. Because when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I want to lay it down and know and understand that I have done my best that I possibly can. For, not because I'm, I'm trying to please him, because I already am pleasing to him. And it's out of that understanding of this God loves me so much as I already am. Why wouldn't I do my best to become everything he believes me to be? Let me say it again. If you lived up to who Jesus actually says that you are, 
you will become an incredible person in God because he, he believes in you. Not only can we say and end this tonight saying it's a trust in God and trust in him. Can I tell you something amazing? On a lot of levels, God trusts you too. I know you have trouble believing that. But can I tell you tonight, when you begin to believe it, you'll begin to live it. When you begin to see yourself like he sees you, it's life-changing. It's life-changing because he's not speaking over you. I'm telling you, I'm talking to somebody right here tonight. He's not speaking over you disappointment and failure. He's speaking over you love and acceptance. And that He, you as his child, he wants you to come up higher. He wants you to take new territory. He wants to turn the page for you. He has beautiful things. And some things that died in 2021, you need to leave left. When it dies, you cry. But can I tell you, get up and move forward because God has the best yet ahead. You can trust that tonight. You can trust his goodness. You can trust his hand. We still believe in integrity and honor and holiness in treating people right, don't we? Right? Honoring God's word. So if you'd stand with me, this is my conclusion tonight. And you'll never be perfect. Does everybody understand what pastor's saying? You're always a work in progress. But he told Joshua this. He said, be strong, Joshua. Be courageous. Why? Because Joshua, the battle that was raging in Joshua's heart wasn't the one across the river in the promised land. Listen to me. It was right here. That battle is going to be easy for the Lord. He flattened walls, right? He, He defeated every enemy in front of him. But the hardest one to defeat is right here. I'm a pastor tell me something many years ago, not long after I was married, sitting in the truck with him, and I was struggling in my marriage. Then I've been married 19 years this April, about 11 of them happily. <laughs> he told me something that I'll never forget, and this is what I want to end with. He said, Jason, he told me as a man, man to man, wasn't even my pastor or my brother-in-law in that moment. It was man-to-man and a woman-to-woman type of a thing if you were with a good friend and somebody trying to help you. He told me, he said, Jason, I didn't understand it in that moment, but I did later. He said, Jason, until you kill that thing inside of you that makes you do what you do and say what you do, he said, you'll never be successful in your spiritual life. You'll never be successful in your married life. I'm talking to people that are here tonight that need to hear that word from the Lord. But but here's what I want to encourage you. God is on your side to help you. God is on your side to help you kill that thing that keeps you from advancing in 2022 and having a fresh start. Amen? Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Lupita, if you'd come, would you just hop back up there real quick and just play whatever is uh, whatever's on your heart in the moment? Let's just lift our hands right here. Father, we we hear you. God, as we end this turning the page, as we end this thought that, God, what you have ahead of us is so much more glorious than what is behind us. Lord, we thank you for past victories. We thank you for, for past blessings. We thank you for past territory. 
But Lord, I'm here with a group of people tonight that we just declare in the name of Jesus, the best is yet ahead. We know there's struggles. We know there's trials. We know there's difficulties. And yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. For Lord God, you are with us. You comfort us with the staff. You lead us beside still waters. And God, tonight, we want to hear your word that, Father, we want to go into this new year with a fresh focus on digging into the word of God. We want a, a fresh focus on relationships that you have blessed us with, pouring into established relationships. And God, we pray tonight, bring in new relationships, people that are going to encourage us and launch us into destiny and new things. Father, we pray tonight that we would step out in faith when it's your word speaking to us. And God, we do not want to walk in the fear of man or the fear of anything else. But God, we want to step out in faith and see mountains moved and see people healed and to see God, our relationships and our lives reconnected. And father tonight, we just say tonight that we trust you. We trust you to help us win the battle within Lord God. Father, I pray for this congregation and everybody that's here that Lord God, you would help us and strengthen us and fill us with your Holy spirit. That is the Genesis of every victory that we ever have. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your strength. I thank you that, God, you have helped us overcome. You, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, loving not our own lives even unto death. Lord, help us walk in integrity. Help us walk in the light as you are in the light, Father. We have fellowship with one another if that's the case. I want to ask this question before we dismiss, as I often do. I want to ask anybody that would be here tonight that says, hey, I need to begin this new year with a relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I didn't say, do you go to church? I didn't say, have you been baptized? You can go to hell with baptism water dripping off your face if you don't know him. It's about knowing him. It's about taking up your cross and following him every single day. The beauty of that is when we drop it, he picks it up and helps us with it. He's such a good God. He loves you so much. The best that he has for you is for you to lay everything down at his feet tonight and confess him as Lord and receive him as Savior. Do we have anybody here that would just shoot your hand up and say, I need to just get right with the Lord. I need to get right with him. This is your chance right here, right now. Amen. Let's all pray this together. We have people coming into the kingdom and the relation. And listen to your pastor for just a minute. This isn't words that you're speaking. It's out of the mouth. It says, when you confess him as Lord, he will come into your life. So let's pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, we hear your word tonight. We turn away from our sin. We turn away from our selfishness. Lord, I've had enough of messing up my own life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change my heart. I will take up my cross and follow you. I love you, Lord. Save me. Heal me. Deliver me. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me bless you tonight. Just lift those hands up as your pastor. And if nobody's told you they love you today, let me tell you, I love you. And more importantly, Jesus does. Father, bless the Christian Center Church tonight. May they be blessed going in and blessed going out. Father, may your face turn towards them and shine upon them. And may you give them peace and rest. God, I pray your protection over us. And Father, for many that are just under the weather, God, I pray healing, virtue of Jesus over this entire body. May you touch them and may you raise them up tonight. And God, may they be healthy. We speak health in Jesus' name. Father, watch over us until you bring us back together at the appointed time. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Go in the name of the Lord and be blessed. If you're visiting with us tonight, we welcome you and thank you for joining us.